Introducing Belmar podcast number two, the esteemed Dr. Jared Scott, and the pathophysiology of emesis. So I don't, I can't remember what uh, prompted this medical minute, but I thought we would talk about kind of the physiologic steps that your body goes through when you vomit. Um, so. How does it all start? Well, there's a specific area of the brain that controls your vomiting, and it's on the floor of the fourth ventricle. It's called the area postrema, or the chemoreceptor trigger zone. And interestingly, this part of the brain is not protected by the blood-brain barrier. So medications that wouldn't otherwise cross that barrier, if they're just in your bloodstream, uh, can promote or inhibit vomiting. And so what kinds of input can make you vomit? Well, there are multiple receptors in this area, dopamine, opioid receptors, as we well know from our patients, serotonin receptors, acetylcholine receptors, and a mysterious substance P receptors. This specific area of the brain also gets input from cranial nerve number eight, the vestibulocochlear nerve, and we know that because our patients with vertigo have a lot of vomiting too. It gets input from the vagus nerve when your pharynx is irritated, so like when we're doing that strep test for our patients. Uh, and then if you have substances that are particularly irritating to the gastric mucosa, like food poisoning, stretching the gastric mucosa, chemotherapy, or radiation, that stimulates serotonin input from the gastric mucosa, and that will make you vomit. And then, of course, we know our psych patients have different kind of CNS input that causes them to vomit. So what are the steps then that your body goes through? Interestingly, one of the first, thing that ha- first things that happens when you vomit is that you have increased uh, salivation caused by the parasympathetic nervous system. And it's theorized that that's to protect your dental enamel from um, all of the vomiting. And then you don't think about this, but you involuntarily take a deep breath so that you avoid aspiration and the glottis closes. Uh, you actually have retroperistalsis of the upper half of the small intestine. So anything that's already made it past the stomach actually gets squirted back through the pylorus into the stomach, um, past the, the pyloric sphincter, which is relaxed. And then you have increased intra-abdominal pressure from contraction of the diaphragm and the abdominal musculature. Interestingly, the stomach itself does not contract when you vomit. It just sits there passively. So you get this huge... Uh, contraction from the diaphragm and the abdominal musculature and then finally when the time is just right the lower esophageal sphincter pops open and then you throw up and uh, the sympathetic nervous system is uh, activated at that point causing tachycardia and diaphoresis and we've all felt that and we've seen that in our patients that are like sweating up a storm right after they vomit and then last of all, the best part, your body actually releases endorphins immediately after you vomit. So you feel, you feel all better. Uh, so next time you or your patient is going through it, you can think about those numerous steps to the process of vomiting.